Hello, guys. Welcome to the Doctrines of Rad podcast. This is episode 21. I can't believe we made it this far. And uh, thank yeah. you for, for any of you that have listened to this long. Uh, you either uh, have a very, very low, slow life uh, or um, you guys just really love us a lot. We appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm Drew. This is Logan. And then hey, we guys. have joining us from TikTok, uh, a good personal friend of mine, actually. I've met him through TikTok. We've had a lot of conversations. Uh, he is also prior military. So all three of us, we, we basically have all, I was going to say we were missing the air force, but the air force doesn't count anyway as a military branch. So we have all the branches of the military in here. Mike Pagano is joining us. True Christian 87 on TikTok. Well, really it's only two branches. Is it only two? Yeah. Well, you got the army and then you got the Marines and then you have the (laughs) women's division of the Marine Corps. Oh yeah. That's that's right. Right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I realized that uh, USN was still on your paychecks as well, my friend. It was. I was a Just, department of the Navy. That is the actual what I was going yeah. with. But I felt like the layup was there. But no, yeah, we're a department of the Navy. So really, we're in the same branch. But we can all agree that it's good that none of us are in the Space Force. Because yeah, that I still don't exist. believe it. I really enjoy hearing like the ladies department like bickering. Do you? That's, really all, that's all I hear right now is. It's well, it's true, man. But uh, you know, you know what Marine actually stands for, the M-A-R-I. So I'm going to I'm because this is a Christian podcast. I'm not going to say the word, but my butt rides in Navy equipment, sir. M-A-R-I-N-E-S. It's funny that you censored that. I, I might have said it three times in my live tonight. The troll really got on me. <laughs> I never I never know. I never know who's listening. And because I now have this position as a youth pastor, I try to just be I want to be above reproach. I, I may I may say certain words among friends, you know, in the privacy of our of our uh, fellowship. But, uh, yeah, certainly I have to I got to mind my P's and Q's, man. Um, yeah. But uh, all right. So, Mike, we're going to um, real quick before we jump into um, Logan and what he wanted to bring up tonight. Uh, why don't you just give us a little bit of background about you, um, w- what you do on social media? Uh, you can throw out your handles and everything else there as well. Yeah. yeah Mike, why are I you relevant? Why are I you had relevant? it in the corner, but then y'all made me switch my camera up and it, it like erased my little everything. I had a layover going and everything. Um, but yeah, so online, I'm true Christian 87. That's obviously a real basic name, but, uh, no, what I, what I've been doing with my online ministry since I got on this year is mainly, I want to get, get people back to being what a true Christian is. And what I think that is, is someone who's focused on the Lord and focused on the scriptures. And then we can worry about our subcategory. Am I a Calvinist? You know, am I a Presbyterian? Should I go to a Baptist church? But first get right with the Lord, get back to the scriptures. Cause if you don't know the scriptures, none of that matters. So that's been the ministry goal. I find your accent intimidating. You make me feel like I should listen to everything that you say because simply because of the way that you speak. So it's a it's probably that as a compliment. Yeah, you're like you got to get right with Jesus. And I'm like, "Oh, you yes, yes sir, I do. I'm I'm sorry. Apologize." I'm I'm learning though, not all feel that way though. Not all <laughs> hear me that way. Some hear me like I'm screaming at them. That's true. Um Cool. So I've seen some videos of you. You've done some street evangelism. You want to talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Go ahead. Oh, I was I just saying that's interesting. Say no, I was just saying, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I want to hear all about it. Uh, no, well, so if you're not familiar, um, some of you are. Anybody that's on YouTube and likes Christian videos, you're most likely have come across Pastor David Lynn. Um, he does a lot of street evangelism in Canada, New York, 
and he has a ministry called Christ Forgiveness Ministries. Mm. Uh, so I got linked up with them when I first really came to the Lord um, here in Dallas. And they're all about going to the streets, whether it's abortion clinics, you know, events, whatever it may be, and praying for people, bringing the word. And it's not the hellfire brimstone style. It's the actually out there trying to have dialogue and questions and whatnot. Um, so I started doing that. That was the beginning of my walk with the Lord. I just jumped into there because I had that Z for him. Um, wow. Yeah, I did that for about eight months. I'm still in, in communication with the CFM guys. In fact, we're going out street preaching this Saturday with a guy I met on TikTok. Um, oh, nice. And I invited them to come out with us. Um, and I think some of them might be joining us. Uh, so the, we're getting back into it. What What made you get into like street preaching and evangelism? Um, is it, did, you, did you always have a heart for that um, from the moment of, I guess, your salvation to just be out there? Kind of. I, I like to talk to people. I, I've been a communicator my whole life, whether mm. I'm BSing about football or the Lord. I've always wanted to talk to people, relate with people. And also, I've always had a really good gift at explaining things. I'm not like the smartest person. I don't I'm not great at like making discoveries. But if you give me the information, I can break it down. And it's literally what made me uh, successful in the military. I was in the maintenance management world and, you know, the, all the nomenclatures and numbers and the policies. But I mastered it all. And then I explained it and people were like, oh, that's really simple. Mm. And I was promoted very fast because of that. And I'm just I'm really good at explaining things that are complicated to others. Um, so knowing that and then also knowing that that's a needed thing in the middle. I mean, in uh, in Christianity, I wanted to do that. So that's kind of what led me out there, like seeing people answer, ask questions that it's like, why are you asking that question? Has no one ever given you the proper answer mm. frustrates me. And I want to answer those questions for people. Speaking of explaining things to others, can you um, give me a good explanation on how to eat a crayon? Yes. Uh, you want to <laughs> you want to remove the wrapper. Always remove the wrapper. Oh, and you okay. start with the blunt end because it's like an ice cream cone then. And that little bottom? Mm. <laughs> that I makes like sense. It. I love I it. Like that's it. a that's a prepared that's a canned answer, sir. Yeah, I you know had, over. You had to I had three before, before I came on. <laughs> That's so For funny. this type of night, we went with special colors like cyan, magenta, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to go basic for it. Yeah. <laughs> so what what um when you were street, what's the what would you say generally as a street preacher? Like if somebody was interested in doing it, like um, but really wasn't sure where to start or was concerned about some of the the possible problems that you could have the um the encounters that you could have with with people like what are some of the things that you would like warn a new street evangelist uh, of mm, i like that you ended it with street evangelist because i actually don't like street preacher i say it to some but the word mm. preacher to me is still designated to a preacher and i'm not uh, a preacher right i got you um i, I and i don't want to go out there and just preach at people although you have to do that because then people want to come over and talk to you right because no one's just mm -hmm. walking up to a stranger on the corner you, you got to start preaching a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like, so the way that I've always done it and the way we're going to do it again this weekend is one person preaches in a sense with a microphone or a loud speaker, but the others are patrolling. Like who wants to talk, who wants to have a conversation. Ah. Um, but as far as warnings go, it is not for the new Christian. Like, and I know that sounds blunt up front, but if you're not sound, if your foundation isn't built first Corinthians three, right? You got to build your foundation on the Lord. You're going to face people that may know more than you. Even me, people are like, Mike, you know so much. You think I don't, there's not atheists out there that could probably run circles around me with oh, scripture. Yeah. Hands down. Like the me devil too. knows the scripture well. Yeah. And if you're not out there on a firm foundation, you could end up one, setting back the future for the next evangelist. Because if you give the wrong answer, 
I don't think enough people think about this. You got to, someone else has to clean it up when they try and preach to them. And yeah. they're like, no, I talked to a Christian before and you guys don't even agree. He said this. Mm. Now I'm explaining off what you said to before we can get to the truth. And that's the biggest issue on TikTok. People yeah, are like, true. no, I, this Christian said this and this Christian said that. Yeah, I would, I would say the devil knows scripture about as much as an atheist does. Right? I, I, was, I was kind of arguing with somebody or just having a conversation that Satan doesn't really know scripture. Right. Although he's experienced it, been through time with it as it was. He unfolding. doesn't know the meaning. He knows the words of it. Yeah. Well, the history of it, obviously. It. Yeah. Right. He yeah. cannot understand it. Yeah. He cannot. Yeah, he cannot come to comprehend. It takes the Holy Spirit for us to truly grasp the, yeah, that's true. the saving nature of Christ. Satan cannot come to comprehend. Mm. He, can you imagine like how, before, man. how how is this this creature of the dirt? able to be redeemed and i mm. an angelic being cannot like there oh, is no us. plan of redemption for yeah. angelic beings well it definitely They're, makes sense why the, why they have such animosity against us as god's creation for sure and then so on top of that though not only would i say that you have to be warned against making sure you're you're ready for the answers and, and the questions but you also have to be ready for it you will get attacked in a way i'm not saying someone's going to run mm. up and hit you yeah yeah, yeah. verbal attacks, attacks yeah throw things at you um, depending on where you're at, like if you decide to go out later at night and there's people that might've been drinking, you might get spit on and they're, yeah. they're waiting with a camera for you to be the Christian. Yeah. Right. So what are you going to be in that moment? So I think that it's really just, you have to make that decision. You got to make that decision nowadays that. on social media. Are you ready to preach the gospel? Like, are you ready? What comes with that? I wish you would kick my Bible around in front of me. You about to get body slammed. What about the what about the spiritual side of it though? What kind of what kind of attacks have you noticed? Uh, you know, because like there's always the it's the funny adage, you know, and I say it's funny because I, I just think laughing at the devil at this point is funny, but um, you know, the the adage of uh oh it's Sunday morning, that's when most couples argue, you know, that are before they go to church. So there's gotta be that sort of that sort of um demonic influencer attack i would say over street evangelism how mm. how have how have you seen that or felt that i've seen some people that and and I'll, i'm not going to say they, they, they there was demons i won't speak on it if i don't know it but mm. i will say you do see something triggered in people that creates something and and it from the eyes of someone like you or myself that's that look for more in the spiritual realm yeah um, it does seem as demonic oppression when you see some people because you see people that once the name jesus is mentioned yeah. A change happens, a screaming anger, disgust at you. I've, I've, we've had people in our face, you know, screaming it, vulgar, terrible things. And it doesn't happen until you say the name Jesus and like this hatred comes up. Um, that's the yeah. most that I've seen as far as that goes um, is the presence of his name causes a, a, a dark spirit in people. Yeah, man, I've uh, I swear I've been in a situation before where I, we were in Japan. My wife and I, we were on a train um and you know there's so many people in japan the trains get packed or whatever but i i promise you dude like i saw the face of i i i it was not a human being like what i saw in the eyes of this person was just like it actually made me shudder it it, mm. it actually terrified me and uh you know and as a believer I, I didn't i wasn't like scared of it in the same sense of like it can harm me but it was just like it was that moment of seeing something for the first time and being like whoa like whoa you know and i um i shuddered and i i even told rachel about it she i know she remembers um i've also had a, a moment man i i think i've told this story logan you might have heard it before um 
when I was doing uh, law enforcement duties and stuff on the ship, we had a guy, we were in Singapore and he got, uh, he either got way too drunk or he got drugged out on Liberty out in town. Right. So anyway, long story short, our security officer gets him, uh, basically hog ties him and brings him back to the boat. And we have to take him up and do a drunk watch on him because he's too intoxicated. We got to make sure that he doesn't, you know, choke on his own stuff and whatever. So I'm on the, I'm on duty that night. So I, I'm the one that goes to do it. So I'm sitting with the guy and, uh, he is just, he is, he like, he's fighting being in there. You know, he's really, really intoxicated. Uh, I'm sitting there and I, all I'm doing is praying silently. Like I'm praying to God, like whatever is going on for this guy, I'm praying for, you know, peace. I'm praying for whatever. And this guy that I had never spoken to, I, there's no way he could have known that I was a Christian. There is no possible way he could have known that I was a believer because I'd never had an interaction with this guy before. And he stopped in the middle of everything. And he said, you know what? He said, Jesus doesn't love you and spit on me. Mm. Spit on me, dude. And that was when I was like, I recognize that there is a demonic force there that is an active demonic uh, whatever out there that is uh, enough to cause me to have, you know, to increase my faith in the Lord. But, um, I guess, yeah, that's the question I, I kind of was thinking when I asked you is like, have you ever seen somebody just act so like not drunk, but like switch transform, like become so irrational, like in, in the moment's notice, like, isn't that crazy how that happens? Mm-hmm. You want to, like I said, it happens when you it, you'll see it happen. If you're street preaching, when his name is mentioned, wow. It, his name, and, and I've seen it just even whilst watching David Lynn do it, because I've watched a lot of David Lynn to learn how he does it, and you'll see it with him. That name, man, when you're out there on them streets, there's some spirits and people that it, it's that disgust. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So, so who else do you watch? Do you like watch a lot of uh, uh, Frank Turek for apologetics? Oh, yeah. Or, oh. Um, freaking uh jeff durbin i love the so sometimes the way he handles himself out in street preaching i don't like but then other times yeah because because he, he he comes off so matter of fact that it just kind of he almost kind of comes off a little cocky like there it, are it's parts like of durbin that this I'm is like, the oh. truth if he's when when he's talking right. to like abortionists he is yeah right, like right. So Mormons, he he's it, much more and, gentle oh I'm yeah like, that's a good point yeah, yeah, you're right. He coddles Mormons, and he's he's sharp with abortionists. But and, then and, again, he's coddling someone who believes in a god, even though it's a false god. Right. And then he's co- talking to these people that want to kill babies. So I get right. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ray Comfort. How do you feel about him? <laughs> so Ray, I used to enjoy. <sighs> I just Is not you- a big fan of him. Uh, I I kind of strayed away from him. I'm more Todd. Have you Frill. ever enjoyed too much? Well, if you've enjoyed too much, you've enjoyed it all. If I laid out all the people I listened to, you would swear I was a Calvinist. Look, look at <laughs> your own him. admission. You've shown that you've enjoyed Ray Comfort. The Ray Comfort show now. Just a little no, too it... much. Have you ever said? <laughs> if you've done one said. He, um, he, he just has the same exact script. I think his videos got boring to me after a while. Just yeah. straight no, up. Like, I love I that he's doing it. But yeah. like, it's just hearing him say the exact same words. And he has it like down packed. Yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where it's like, all right, cool. Just tell me if you this guy came to the Lord or not at this point. <laughs> right. Like, show me show me more of the, like, the transformation or, like, the realization. Like, I already know, Ray. I know what you and Kirk are going to say. I've watched you over and over again. Have you ever told a lie? 
You're guilty of all lies. <laughs> Have you You're ever seen a dude ask Cliff? Yes, I like. Uh, I love Cliff. Yeah, 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 yeah. What Cliff are the most and, incredible uh, people that's doing apologist work on like the low out on college campuses? Doing yeah, the work of the his Lord. dad too, Stuart Stuart Nettle, Cliff and Stuart Nettle. His father. Oh, Cliff's son. the dad. Cliff's the dad. Yeah, Cliff is dad. Oh, yeah, I, thought, I found I Cliff was before the other I found around. his son. Oh, gotcha. I thought it was the other way around. I think gotcha. his YouTube thing is is the the segment is called um give you give me an answer or yes. ask me a question. It's give you an something like ask me a question or give me an answer. But yeah. I love how it's never debate. It's always really res- calm responses. Like, let me just share with you. And people listen to him. And he always has an answer. That man always has an answer. Have you ever had an answer? <laughs> then you've had all the answers. And you're guilty by your own admission of being an answerer. <laughs> uh, he, Piano Man said who? Uh, his, his name's Cliff, C-L-I-F-F-E. And his YouTube is either give me an answer or give me a question or something like that. Uh, if you type in like question and answer cliff you might yeah i would it. say type in like college uh college campus apologetics i bet you you'll find his videos then too um but he's he's great man some of his stuff is really i don't know how he has the patience because some of those college kids are, are rough man yeah it's I'd give me hard... an answer so if you type in give me an answer cliff you'll get it nice so uh all right so let's get to uh what we had talked about earlier logan bring up your uh what your thoughts are here yeah, on in our in our text message i put epistemology um what i meant to put is ecclesiology um i don't know man so it, it, just to let everyone in the podcast know and like everybody on live what i'm kind of going through and struggling with right now uh is is kind of in a sense of deconstructing everything i believe about christianity throwing everything out the window and starting over not in the sense to just deny everything but to just right. start Rebuild. Re- rebuild foundation. it on a foundation that I'm building myself, right? So it's hard to psychoanalyze myself and see what what do I believe based on what is scripture and what is tradition? Um, why why don't I believe in baptismal re- regeneration? Why don't I believe in um, praying to the saints? Or why am I not Catholic versus Orthodox or why am I reformed Baptist? Um, mm-hmm. And there's certain things about ecclesiology that um, I want to shy away from just because I don't like it. Like right? what? Like I don't. So, for example, uh, this OPC church or by my house, um, Orthodox Presbyterian Church. Um, man, the preacher, he I mean, I'm just filled with biblical knowledge every time he he reads uh, just scripture every Sunday. Um, but I don't enjoy the service. Right? Okay. That's a me. That's a me problem, right? Because it's boring, right? Yeah. Um, but that's because my mind's in the wrong place. So I, I'm I'm used to you know drums and a guitar, and I'm you know listening to a song that I've heard on the radio that I've really felt touch me, and I get emotional about it. And I mean, there's a time and place for that, um, but there, there, it isn't there. It's just you know the the psalter, and it's it's good theology that's being sung by all of us. But in one sense, it's it's not touching me the way that I I'm used to, right? So I have to deconstruct all that to just understand like I'm I, what is worship, what is praise. 
What is obedience? How does how is church supposed to be conducted? So I got asked a question. I performed a wedding two Saturdays ago and my buddy uh, was there. He's like, look, I know you're going to this particular church in town, but are you actually performing church if you're not, you know, hearing the preaching of the word, conducting communion and practicing church discipline, those three things. And I'm like, well, we're definitely preaching of the word is definitely happening. Uh, conducting church discipline. It's a very big church. Um, so I, I haven't actually seen church discipline actually play out and I haven't been there long enough, but um, communion, communion is not done regularly or at least every Sunday. Yeah, and so with him, him qualifying those three things as church, as me participating with the body on a given Sunday, it made me think like, what does God desire for us to do? And so I had to start thinking, what did the early church do? How much have we distorted it in our modern culture? And how do I get back to that? And then do I even need, and, and then I had to ask myself, do I even have to get back to that? Does, is, can our culture mix with the gospel in the sense that the, the gospel can redeem our culture wherever it is and you know, make it holy, right? Like the, the way we do things doesn't have to change as long as it's not immoral. Right. So um, eating pork, I'm not going to say that, hey, if you go and get a, a barbecue sandwich, you're, you know, you're you're sinful. Right. Because, you know, that those who are free in the Lord are free. Right. You, you those who, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So you I wouldn't say that those things need to change. If we are a culture that fed on pigs, I, I think the gospel can reach and change the hearts of individuals, even though they're eating. You know, and I'm using that as a small example. Um, now I'm not saying this is a, a nation of slaughtering babies and that's not going to change, right? That's an immoral act. I mean, I think the, the gospel will begin to change individuals in that, but I mean, how much of a, how we practice things needs to change and how much of it can be brought into fellowship and worship. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going through all that. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Is there a strict formula for how we're supposed to conduct church? Or is it just where two or more are gathered in my name? There I am in the midst of you. And do you take communion when that happens? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm dealing with a lot. Two. I'm dealing with I a lot. I can tell you that one. It's not the first one? No, no. I said it's not the two people gathered. That's the one thing I used to believe that too. Like, you know, where two or more are gathered, so is the church. Mm. But then I went back and read that scripture. And before Jesus says that, he tells you take two or three to correct someone. And if mm -hmm. they don't listen, then go to the church. Well, wait a minute. If two or three was the church, where are they going? And I had to be like, wait a minute. So, uh, you know, I started to look at the church a little bit differently. Like, it's not just me and my fellow Christians. It, we are the spiritual church. But, you know, that building, that fellowship, that congregation, it's really the congregation. We're part of the church. Yeah. We are not the church. Yeah. But no, I, I feel you. I've went through that and. That's kind of what my ministry is about. What you said, why do I believe what I believe? Like yeah. someone told me or is it tradition or is there a reason? So and I went through that and I'm still going through that myself a little bit, too. And as as I mentioned to Drew, I go to a church that isn't like my perfect denomination. It wouldn't be where I would align with, but it's my community. So I go there yeah. um, and I go and through that, the same thoughts. There's something beautiful to be said about that, right? Like this is the church that is closest to me. It's not heretical. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is, you know, churches used to be set up in neighborhoods, right? Like that. Mm -hmm. this is your village. This is your close knit community. 
we all believe the same. You should be coming here. You should be supporting this this building, right, and the people in it. And that is your local network of believers that you should be supporting. Um, and we got people driving, you know, hours to, I from, like, especially where I'm at. They drive <laughs> yeah, an hour to Auburn, rough. Alabama to go listen to this, like, church where you, you see the pastor on a screen. And he's got, like, seven different churches all over the nation that people – yeah, people go to that thing and like, oh, that's that's wonderful. I'm like, I don't, I don't. That's get something that, I man. talk about a lot with like my followers, and I've made videos about it. Like, if you're driving an hour away and it's not because it was your childhood church or something, you're going back to your old community. Like, I I think you're wrong. Like, if you're if every church in your local community is heretical, then you should plant a church. Like, yeah. If why okay. are you running from your community? And let's say the church isn't heretical, like you said, it's got some things you're different about. Like I'm feeling at my church. Why wouldn't I want to bring the change to that church? Get involved and be like, hey, look, I've, I'm I'm convicted. Why aren't we doing this more often? We can make time for communion every day because we don't need to have a 47-minute song set, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But my point is, like, I'm with you. Like, it's your community church because the when I read Acts, I read about communities, mm. like, of believers together. And then they are the church Monday through Saturday. And I, I'm not even – me personally, I'm not as hung up on the communion the the sacramental aspect of it um because i i feel i feel pretty pretty confident in whenever we do do it we do it in you know in his name and honoring him you know in remembrance of him uh but what i think is the more crucial aspect of the community communion uh is the sharing of a meal you know what a lot of people do is after church they'll i know a lot of churches that have meals at the church afterwards but um one of the things that my church that likes to do and i think is actually good is uh most of the people kind of break off and sometimes we'll find new people and invite them but we go out and share a meal together with other believers from the church and so uh, it may not, sometimes it's a whole big group and it's a whole lot of us. Sometimes it's just maybe another couple or another family or something that we do it. But to me, like that is the aspect that as I'm reading this, you know, this historical book on, on Rome, um, that's what Christians were doing. They were eating together. They were, mm -hmm. they were singing hymns. They were uh, meeting and fellowshipping and, and, and sharing a meal. And that's what made them kind of unique and different from everybody else is they there weren't there wasn't a liturgy there the, the early church didn't have a liturgy they had a this we talked they fellowship they ate together they um they if there was a letter from one of the apostles to read they would do that and they would give a message and uh but that was it you know like so i like the more organic feel of what church should be that's why i kind of like i get the home church idea i think the home church idea is kind of cool but honestly what draws what what stopped me from really fully enjoying the home church was that we we weren't really interacting with other people and i needed other mm. people in my life yeah. so plus, plus there's no like covering right there's no authority like what happens when the person in that home church starts yeah. teaching cult-like stuff and yeah or know. i mean you want to when it comes to church discipline you want to have an elder or pastor that would be respected like a community elder respected to pass some wisdom or judgment onto the situation. So uh, like you can't really have that right away with a home church. And, and really, I think, you know, having a pastor and a board of elders really mm -hmm. is the best thing because then there's an accountability for several aspects and there should be more elders than there are pastors. Mm. In my opinion, there yes. should be more yes. people that can speak into 
the the pastors, you know, situation and with each other. Um, but there I was should be lots. When they, when they yeah. say they have a home church, I'm like, who's your elders? That's always my question. When people say, I stay at home and I we 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 got church in the house. Oh, who's the shepherd? Who are the elders? Who who so, acts? The, who does the church discipline? So just so I'm clear, like where would you fall in your like a denominational setting? Where like so I'm a Reformed Baptist. Where where do you see yourself? <laughs> just evangelical? Like I am just an evangelist. I don't. I do believe this. I don't believe that. Where do you where 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 would you say you asking close? me? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at Drew like, oh yeah, oh, you know yeah. yeah. I know nobody Drew knows is. where I'm at. No, so I don't it's even kind know where of I'm. weird. I will tell people personally, and Drew knows this, this is kind of my spiel here. I will not announce that in public. And this is the reason I want people to, if you want to know what I believe, you can ask and I'll lay the whole confession on the table. But the minute I tell you who I align with, and I know who, <laughs> and people have probably figured this out, but the minute you put that label on, people will then start to com- connect you to others that also shared that label. So for example, like since I've been in here, I bet money, I've got people DMing me saying those are Calvinists, bet money. Bet money. Oh yeah, but somebody's they don't know anything about you. you. Somebody they don't know what you, you specifically <laughs> believe. They they will assume that you believe everything that the worst yeah. Calvinist they ever met believed. Yeah. Mm. And I've learned that every time I've ever evangelized in the street, really, what are you? Oh, I'm a, I'm this. I'm that. I'm this. Right. Like, oh, you guys believe this? Nah, you're not about to get that from me. You want to know what my confession of faith is? I'll give it to you. Sure. Like I'm not hiding my. And you know, some people pull that you're hiding. You're done. No, I'll tell you what I believe. I don't need a subcategory to define that for me. So I, I do you do that because I think that might be wise. Um, I'm not telling y'all y'all wrong for doing it, by the way. No, no, no I, I think it's it's wise. <laughs> he doesn't want to when, admit that he follows Mark Driscoll. That's the problem. That's, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord of mercy. Lord I go to mercy. Joel Osteen's church. You guys are going to catch me on camera in there. Just Lord of mercy. Joel. You, just, you just come onto the podcast. Just smiling, Joel. Smiling, Joel. <laughs> Oh, anyway, good. sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, but I think that's wise in one a- one aspect, in one sense, because I don't I don't really need to push a specific uh, confusion or uh, issue onto an individual that I'm meeting on the street. They have had interactions with Episcopalians or Anglicans or whatever Lutherans, um, and that might have it. It might have a they might have a distaste for that. When I just want to present to you the gospel first, yes, yes, right. I want to share. Yeah. I want to share. What has Jesus done for me? What can He do for you? What is how truth? great is our God? And as I build you know? a relationship with you, let you know. Look, I I subscribe to the doctrines of grace for these reasons. Right. Um, I I see this eschatology to be most accurate because of these reasons. But I I, I want to first make sure that. You have an understanding that me and you, that I specifically have an understanding of the gospel and that I have shared that with you and that you understand it fully before moving on to anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I just I want, want to introduce I, people to, to the word of God and Jesus. And like if someone wants to be discipled by me and, you know, starts to come under my wing, then surely you're going to obviously start to learn more about what I believe when it comes to the secondary issues like Drew and I were talking about the other day, mm-hmm. the secondary issues. But I don't want to elevate secondary issues. And I feel like when I start to claim the uh, denomination, uh, it will automatically elevate secondary issues. Yeah, people so, want to yeah, argue we, that we, and not we automatically catalog. Right, It's for efficiency. Right. So. You know, we we automatically put ourselves into little boxes because it's how we organize thought. It's easy for me to say Calvinist versus doctrines of grace, right? Or, or you know, um, I don't even want Augustinian. 
I don't judge Christians by their title. I want to know what do you point, believe. Yeah, I'm really like I, I'm almost there where I think social media has finally caused me to just I'm not even gonna like admit to any type of uh, theological viewpoint anymore. I'm just gonna talk about the Bible and what I think what what the Bible teaches and what it shows. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna sh- uh, shred or shed off all of my uh, titles and and names. It's you just ridiculous. From it. You look Calvinist. I'm telling you. Do I? Hey, Logan, the other day I told him, look at him, look him in the eyes real quick while I say this. Are you looking at him? I'm looking at him. Picture if two human beings combine to make one human being, and those human beings are James White and Jeff Durbin making one <laughs> human. <laughs> That's really good. I love it. It's oh, the spitting image of like their, their, when our powers combined. <laughs> like some Goku or like, some yes, Dragon Ball Cap- Z stuff. Captain Planet. Um, all right. So how does TikTok and social media evangelism correlate to street evangelism? Do you, what are the pros and cons? Where do you see like the, the, the benefits of social media versus the, the, the cons and then so on and so forth between just comparing the two? If that makes it's, sense. It's fascinating. No, it is. It's fascinating because so like I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I think social media is the greatest, worst thing ever made. And I think it's the yeah. worst thing that we're on, but we have to be on it. Because if I leave, it's not like the false doctrines leave. It's not like, you know, they're going to be like, you're right. I'm going to get off too. This is going to be um, one more tour observant just showing up. Yeah. That's what I so, tell my wife. I'm like, I have to be there. I have to. I tell people all the time, my goal is that someone slips up on my video before they get on their video and it stops them, you know, or slips up on my live and now they're in here, even if they're arguing with me, because if you're giving me your attention to argue with me, you're not in that video. So, um, but it's fascinating because the way humans respond in person versus online is, is incredibly different. And I've actually learned, I had to change how I am. And I still am dealing with it. People will be like, Mike, stop answering every troll. Cause in person people, you can't troll in person. Like you could be a jerk, but you can't troll because when right. someone's a jerk to you in person, if you respond with love, most of the time it wins because people don't, unless you're seriously, you know, a sociopath, if someone is being kind and loving to you, you can't keep being disrespectful to them. You're either going to leave cause you're realizing this isn't working or you're going to engage in a conversation and become kind. And on the street, many times that happens. Starts with you stupid, this, this, and that. And then it ends with, wow, you know, I never heard anybody say it that way. Mm-hmm. Online, though, when I'm behind a screen, that person is actually, he ain't, he's looking for me. Because, you know, on TikTok, it's become every live is prove to me God doesn't exist. Or oh, prove yeah. Me God Dude, exists, it's the same people over and, and over. And there's a, there's a culture being created online where people jump from thing to thing to thing and they argue 24-7 so their mind is on argue. And mm. those people, you can't, you can't kill them with kindness. You can't just love them to stop because they're not personally in your face. They're anonymously behind a username. So you have to block them. And this is my new thing I've been telling people. And people are like, yeah, it's wrong. You shouldn't block people. If someone is being disrespectful and purposely seeking out issues, then – to me, blocking is like wiping the dust off my feet. I can't turn and yeah, walk absolutely. away online. And since I can't turn and walk away, I have to protect those that came to learn from what I'm saying from those that want to cause division. So I block them. But it's yeah. so different because those beings don't exist on the street. Like there's a couple, yes, but it's not the same. Like people, I, can you imagine I, an online troll physical? Like how they just run in your face and be like, ah, like the whole time. Yeah, I mean, unless they were an actual demon, I don't think that that would happen with a human being. 
Exactly. And that's I imagine I imagine that person thing. looks like a liberal with like pink or purple hair or maybe both split down the middle. She's, mm-hmm. she's got like a part half hair. Half she's, she's wearing like <laughs> fur baby clothes and she's just screaming with a sign in your face. That that's that's a real life image. Of a tr- yeah. I think I've seen that somewhere. I feel bad sure. for all of the Jesus loving women that dress that way that you just I was offended. Say they should repent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> not you. Not you repent. They should repent. But I take a I, I man, I feel like if I block someone, I kill them. <laughs> like I, oh, I don't know me. why I feel that I feel that way. I like I, I won't block somebody because I feel like I've just cut you, them off. I used to me. mute them, but you know what they do when you mute them? They go okay. comment on every one of your videos while you're in your live with the evil things on every video. So like oh. I'll get off the live and they're like, you blocked me. I mean, you muted me. You oh, yeah. This, no, this, I have that. had that. Yeah. And they'll go through like a good 30, 40 videos. And the grant. Yeah, yeah whatever. But at the same time, <laughs> that's a pain. In it's my, ridiculous, like, dude. Because yeah. I wanted to just I'll just mute them. Maybe they'll come back. But some people it's it, it's discernment. Like I'm looking at the way they're talking. And if they say things that are straight up blasphemy and like disrespect to the lord like you're gone and that's i i think well i know logan and i I think share a couple of the same moderators but yeah i uh i deal with the same like i just tell them at this point like look the at the first sign of disrespect just mute them just just or block them i don't care i really don't i genuinely i mean because nobody nobody online that i deal with um that acts that way off the bat is somebody that is genuinely looking or searching for something and we just lost logan we only lost him on youtube or whatever this is he is still yeah, on tiktok i still see him on tiktok <laughs> he <looks so> confused. <laughs> did your did your computer turn off my master plan has come through i've taken over the podcast all right well hey welcome to new logan everybody welcome <laughs> to new logan on the podcast he's the best part of this is he can hear me on tiktok and can't say anything for the podcast <laughs> So, uh, I just, uh, I would like to announce today that Logan has put in his resignation. He is no longer going to be a host of the doctrines of rad podcast. Uh, Mike Pagano is my new partner, my new Logan. Yay. Everyone say hi to new Logan. He looks, what's, are you going to fix it? I feel like he's just, he's just <laughs> looking in awe. <laughs> so we can't hear you. You're still, yeah. you're still muted over there or no. How would you be muted? Have you All been right, muted this whole time on that? I'm going to plug in a little earbud here so i can hear what he's having to say Hang oh on. yeah i'm sitting here forgetting mine was turned all the way down yeah all right logan oh, what happened to your computer you. oh oh yeah so there's nothing he has a macbook update all right well um okay well Here's what you do. Uh, oh, you're streaming live, aren't you? This isn't like you record it and then upload it. We do. So it eventually will come back on and he'll be in here so that the audio version will be uploaded. His live should save. I don't know if it does it when you're in multiple people's lives, but you can go to all your old That's lives true. and download them. How long is that update? Oh my lord, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that thing well, is doing a full on OS update. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. 
okay, so when Logan says we have better equipment, when he says that, he means he, because my equipment is fine. You don't see any of this. You don't see any of Mike's equipment crapping out there. Mine was actually sponsor provided for my last podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, let's do this. Uh, we are 42 minutes into the show and, uh, that's, that's a, that's a good amount of time. Um, let's, we usually end the podcast with a, a presentation of the gospel. And since Mike, I know you have no issues with, uh, sharing the gospel. Why don't we, uh, why don't you, you have, can have the floor, give us the, give us the, the gospel message and, uh, we'll close out the show. We can, st- we can remain on TikTok live. Okay. That works. Put me on the spot, right? Uh, but yeah, the gospel. Oh, message. you can't you can't tell the gospel. Be ready <laughs> in and out of season. Sir. I don't have my script on me. No. So mm. uh, I love to present the gospel in, in a certain way. That's a little bit longer because I like to start from the beginning. That man is a fallen creature and we all have fallen short of the glory of God. But luckily, we have a merciful God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. And what does it mean for us? It means that God who is of all eternity, the creator came into man uh, and into humanity. And lived fully as man, fully as God, lived perfectly and sinlessly, predicted his death, burial, and resurrection. And then he fulfilled that by dying, being buried, and resurrecting on the third day. So that all that believe in him will be saved through faith um, in Jesus Christ. So the gospel is that if you confess with your heart, mind, and soul that Jesus is Lord and you abide in him, you will be saved. Praise the Lord. All right, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, come on back over to TikTok. We will remain and continue to do the podcast over there. Uh, we will continue with our conversation. But uh, for everybody that's been on, on YouTube and listening later, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week on the Doctrines of Rad podcast. And, uh, yeah, donate to help Logan out, this poor Sally Struthers in need child that has no good Internet or computers. Uh, God bless him. And I can't hear him now, so I'm going to end the broadcast.